0: Great. Thank you, Lord, for your love, for your word. As we come into studying the fourth Hebrew letter this morning, Holy Spirit, I acknowledge you as the greatest teacher and revealer of truth. I ask that you think through my mind and speak through my mouth and let your words go forth, not in my own human wisdom, but in demonstration of your spirit and power, that the faith of your people will rest in you and your power. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay. Uh, let me see. Hey, sorry. Okay. Welcome, Xiao Ling. All right. So we continue. Today we are going to do the fourth letter. Anyone remember what's the first letter in the Hebrew alphabet? Alib. Okay. Second. Bet. Third. <laughs> okay. All right. So the fourth one. Okay. Is the Hebrew. In the fourth Hebrew alphabet dalet, dalet or Dalet Dalet, dalet lah. okay, let's call it Dalet, okay, revealed in Psalms 119. Okay, so as I said earlier, for those who are not in, why we learn this language or Hebrew letters, okay, because God, the God who created this universe, all right, He created true letters. And the hebrew letters and the hebrew language is very different from any other language in this world right because it is god's language <laughs> okay and it has meanings from different aspects so for our other languages one letter just means something and that's it or one word just have one meaning okay but for hebrew one letter even the alphabet itself has already different kinds of meanings has uh uh, gematra value which is the value of number okay so there's so much meaning and richness in this hebrew language okay and god gave this revelation so when we learn this is to bring us to have a revelation of who our god is who jesus christ is all right it's like the revelation All right. The word of God was to be, meant to be, or the Bible was meant to be. It is a revelation of God to fallen men. Men who can be born from sin have no understanding of who God is, of why God created them, of why God created this earth. Or is there a God? And why are you born on this earth? What are you doing here? (laughs) Okay, for the number of years that we're going to live. Some... Why did some people die young? All these things, all right? And God didn't leave us on this earth just like lost and hopeless. He sent Jesus Christ and and all that God did was written in this book that we call the Bible. So that no one need to be ignorant of their creator. Everyone can know. Who God is, that there is a God who loves you, and that what happened, sin, and so forth brought us away from God, and how we're going to walk back in the journey with God. Right? In the last letter, Gimel, right? Picture form. So there is, uh, we can discover a lot through the picture, the shape of the letter the grammatria, the, gematria, the numer- numerical value of that letter all right and the meaning of that word that letter sometimes is made up it's a it's a word made up of different letters as we go further even I left it's made up of a few letters okay so this knowledge yeah is not just as a you know okay now I can speak Hebrew that I can speak Japanese or Korean or Uh, Italian. Okay. This is for us to understand why we were born, who is in charge of this universe, and our purpose and destiny in our lives. God created every human being for a purpose. Okay. Of course, Adam and Eve first, but they sinned against God. They had a free choice and they chose to disobey God and sin this same same character <laughs> all right is inherent in every human being born under Adam. All right men naturally would want to choose their own way of doing things, of living their life until what we call grace, God intervened. In your life, Rebecca, in every one of your life, Shaolin, and you receive Jesus Christ. You realize that I don't want to live my life my way. And then he gave us a manual, an instruction from heaven above, telling us about our purpose, our life, why, why we are born, and who our creator is. Not just a god somewhere up there who doesn't know you, who doesn't know anything about you. No, all right. But how do we know? Through the love letter, through the manual, the Bible. All right, it is. That's why it's called the Bible. It's called we call it God's word, God's word, God's message. Right, God's instructions, God's laws. Okay, where now we are learning that the word law is not just thou shalt what? And you will learn even more and more to love his law. The Ten Commandments is that you have to do this, you have to do that, right? But today, in Christ, the new covenant is that these laws are already written in our hearts, not written on stone, that you have to do this in order to be blessed. But because we have received Jesus, we benefited from what Jesus did for us. And we have everything first, which is God's laws are put put into our heart. Right? That is the spirit man, okay? Which we were all born, given a new spirit and a new heart. Empty one. The new one. So God put in that desire. Okay? So if you say, oh, the laws passed already. True, Jesus put it aside. That means, meaning that all these commandments, we don't have to do it to get blessed, but we want to obey because the new desire of God, He put it inside our heart. I want, I want to give, I want to serve God, I want, I'm waiting for every opportunity to give. Because giving is one of God's ways. All right? So as we understand more and more, we begin to see who, you know, our new our new nature, new being, and also our new purpose in our life is not burdensome. As I said just now, Psalms 119, or even all the Psalms that King David wrote, he doesn't seem to have what a lot of Christians today is like, wow, the commandments are so heavy. You uh. <laughs> he asked me to do this very hard, huh? I said they do that one very hard, uh. He doesn't have. Look into Psalms 119. Look into what David write, the whole, not only 119, the whole, actually the whole Psalms, but 119 reveals all the, the character of God, right? From the different alphabets. And he doesn't seem to have any oh, oh, heaviness of obeying God. Today, if they, you know, we say, okay, grace, very good. Huh? Grace, if you understand grace, really understand grace, we will love the Lord. Because we, we will love to follow what God wants to do. When we understand how much God, we don't deserve God's grace, Uh, love in our lives, forgiving us of all our sin. That's what Paul, Apostle Paul wrote. Yeah? By the grace of God, I am what I am. But I do more than everyone that this grace may not be wasted. Simple (laughs) platform. Because he knew he totally don't serve so that for forgiveness of his sin, yet God forgive him, yet God forgive him, and he loved You know, the Lord just like David. Okay, so today we have a little bit of uh, David inside also, as we go into the fourth letter. Remember, don't just want to know knowledge, because it can be very interesting knowledge our minds were created like that Tomorrow session even more all right Saturday and Sunday will all be linked together right but Sunday is a bit different also about uh Hebrew letters but not like that again not the alphabets so the, today we go into Dalet Dalet dale. okay so you look at the picture form it looks like the fourth letter is the shape. So we look into shape, we look into the meaning, we look into the numerical. But as I said, I won't go into very detail. Most important is get the revelation that will touch your heart. That's this teaching, uh, Before that, we have Aleph, uh, Beth, Jimel. Did it transform you? Did it change any aspect of your thinking towards God, towards yourself, towards people? Did it bring you any action in your life? As it, you know, did it was able to put anything into action? Did any other uh, truth that we know come to you from understanding a particular Hebrew letter? Alright, Remember, Shin is to transform us. Even in Corinthians, Jesus came, he says that you may be as you behold him. Aren't we beholding God now? <laughs> That's why I say we are not learning just a language. In the Hebrew letters, we are beholding him. When we open the Bible, we are looking at who? God. You can look any other uh, book in history or in the world. You're just looking at knowledge. That's why there's a tree of life in the garden and a tree of knowledge of good and evil. Are we here to learn knowledge of good and evil? All right. Or we want the tree of life. That means as we behold, even this one letter, Hebrew letter, we are beholding God. Beholding God's purpose, God's plan for your life. And then if you can see God, that's what uh, David said, right? That I may open my eyes, that I may behold wondrous things out of your law, out of your word. Are you beholding wondrous things? Yeah, because if you behold the miracle, behold God, what happened? All dropped down, right? <laughs> if you can see, right? as you read the word, can see God in his awesomeness, in his goodness, in his power, and yet in his love, what will you do? He will say, who am I, God, that you would love me? Okay, so it's understanding and getting a revelation. That's why only Holy Spirit can help us and reveal when you open when you read the Bible, uh, Elisha. Okay, just say this simple prayer from your heart. Holy Spirit, open my eyes, open, open, open my spiritual eyes. Gimel, what did you get? Gimel, right? It's a humble man. Okay, in fact, all the whole thing, the whole thing runs across everywhere. Asking for, yeah, a humble man. Receiving revelation, he says, "Open my eyes, that I may behold." Okay, and today we'll go even deeper into this. This door, okay, the fourth letter. In the Hebrew alphabet, so the shape of the dalet is a is a Hebrew word itself. Dalet is a door, also has a meaning of a man bent over okay so it looks like a door and also two main meanings okay but inside this there's a lot but this is the main one from the shape of the letter the picture form is a door and the meaning also a door and the shape is like a man bent over so it's a harmony of two concepts which is one dimension because that's what a door symbolizes. all right you move from one place to another, one space to another, correct? That's why there is a door, right? It's always dividing between two different spaces. So it's one dimension to another dimension, or what you call one realm to another realm. So a door, Jesus is the one thing, is a door. So when you learn these alphabets, always remember there are two aspects also in every alphabet. One is about God. All right the letter will reveal to us more about who God is at the same time it also reveals to us about us okay how we respond or how what we are we are and what do we do so two parts one is God one relates to us so into another realm so today we know there are two realms right the natural realm that you can see or the physical realm that we call, we can see with your five senses. And then you have the spiritual realm, which is God's realm, which you cannot see. You cannot see with your physical eyes, smell or taste, right? But your spirit man, only your spirit man can enter and see this realm. That's why we we'll we've be learning about spirit, soul and body. Okay, so you can be a Christian for many years. The spirit man didn't grow. I mean, spirit still baby. So all your knowledge and what you see and what insight you gain is only from your physical. So you're only getting information from your physical realm, from the dimension of the natural realm. Okay, so Jesus came. When we receive him, he is the door for us to enter into the other realm, his realm, all right? The supernatural realm, the spiritual realm, all right? That our spirit man loves, okay? Belong to that realm. Supposed to live in that realm because Jesus lived physically in this earthly realm, but he's a spirit, God's son, and he listening to, the spiritual realm. His eyes see the spiritual realm. He say what? When he was on this earth, whatever I see my father do, I do. Whatever I hear my father say, I say, I speak. (laughs) So when we live in this physical realm, we don't hear anything from God. A spirit man, if we are just only in the physical realm, the spiritual part of us doesn't hear God doesn't see God. <laughs> okay, so that's why we don't do the way God does things, or we don't understand and we don't do. Revelation leads to doing the way God does things. All right. So, can you see that if we don't enter into this realm, we are like blind people. Okay, still deciding seeing things from earthly perspective from man's view okay but in order but to move into god's realm is seeing things from god's perspective and where is god's perspective revealed yes what from his word yeah only the bible tells us a different perspective a different understanding. If you don't know the Bible, you have no idea what God said. All right? If you have received the Lord, is how? Because someone tells you that of the good news, that Jesus is the Son of God, and that all comes from where? That message, that good news comes from, Did they? Yes, come from the word. They didn't make it up, right? It comes from the word in our generation, in our time. All right? Comes from the Bible. That spiritual message, good news that Jesus is the son of God, that he died for you, he loved you, for God so loved the world, it's all quoting from the Bible. All right? To tell us that there is a God, there is a creator, he loves us, and we can be saved, when we receive and ask him into our heart, so where does this come from? God's word. Now, if we did not grow after we received the word of, of this this uh, new life by receiving him, the new spirit, what will happen? All our knowledge, revelation, knowledge only inside this gospel, this message that God loved me and died for me. You can ask. Believers who never grow the spirit man, All they know is someone shared with me, Jesus died for me, and then I receive him. And I'm supposed to, I think I'm going heaven, thing or so, not very sure. <laughs> and then uh, after that, why? Why uh, What's your purpose? Uh, I also don't know. Uh. <laughs> you ask the person who tell me. Uh. Isn't that correct or not? Yeah, that is how much we will know about God, okay? And then if we just go Bible study and learn about him, right? Learning the Bible, like learning geography, history, then we have more knowledge, but no intimacy. Still cannot hear him, but know about him, can quote all the scriptures. But as you hear him, what he say? Uh, don't know. Uh. Have you seen him before? Don't know. That's why when we read God's word, that is where Holy Spirit bring us, open our spirit eyes to see. To see what Jesus did. To see his love, his compassion, his humility. Okay? And only Holy Spirit can give us this, what you call revelation means open the spirit eyes. Our physical eyes open all the time, <laughs> but we seldom open spirit eyes. When you open spirit eyes, when you look at the word of God, you'll be like David, how I love thy law," because he see God in the word. So he say, oh, where, you know, in other Psalms, right? Where are all the beautiful Psalms, Psalm 23 and all that people take comfort in it, one, one, nine. So, where can one uh, Psalms, one other Psalm? Where can I run? God, He told God. Everywhere I go, I come in, I, I, you know, you are there. Where did He get? Why He write all these Psalms? He has this walk with God. Okay? That is supposed to be our walk. So, two dimensions, all right? In order to get into the spiritual dimension, does this letter represent a doorway or a little for you to enter from the blind physical realm? (laughs) We see a lot of natural things, (laughs) but cannot see God. Go in, cross this door, walk through this door into the realm where your spirit eyes are open another uh, aspect is also where you can see visions and all that but most important is to see God in his word and realize that you are where you are sitting down you have a table a chair, house these are all just the physical realm next to you or inside you is the spiritual realm which is where God is. He is here with us. If I say, okay, Holy Spirit is here. God is here. Then do you feel anything? (laughs) You look everywhere. No, I cannot see him. (laughs) Okay. That is the realm. You may not be able, you're not going to see him with your physical eyes. You're going to see him with your spirit eyes. And to enter that realm is to be able to fellowship with God every day. Until uh, Abigail forgot to off the, <laughs> the car engine, right? It is. Sometimes it, it will be like that because you are inside, you are into another dimension and your body is left here. Okay, so te- there's a tendency. You know, of course, you will forget a bit of the things here. That's why you have out of body experiences, right? Because the spirit will live but not necessary all the time all right if god give you the experience good if not we can still experience it through his word and walking with god that's why enoch walked and then he was no more because god so enjoyed the fellowship with him i think (laughs) they just take him and that's where rapture is supposed to be like not a frightening thing suddenly (laughs) <laughs> got a shock but you've been walking with him but your body is here on this earth so you have to enter a door go pass through a door to enter that realm where god exists also it's called the realm of faith where you believe him you communicate you talk to him but you cannot see him physically so it's like you know you you talk to him whether in tongues or in whatever language and then other people. Say, hey, are you crazy? Ah? There's nobody around. <laughs> Who are you talking to? Become like that sometimes. In fact, that's where you learn to listen to God. Okay, but it is in his word that all this is revealed. First, go find God where? In the word. Don't look for him in the desert or in the mountain or what. He is in the word, right? God is in the word. That's why, if the word uh, David said, I put your word, King David, in my heart, in the heart is where God created to store God, to have the Holy Spirit stay there, live there. That's the letter back. Number two, right? Attend. God left his heavenly house to live in your heart. In your in this tabernacle in this place your heart okay he dwells there so that is where you today have already walked through the door of Jesus Christ to able to enter that realm that dimension and experience him experience of fellowship prayer is just talking to God okay when you have understanding that he is your daddy he is your father Okay, so how to get into this realm? Jesus is the door first. It is this dialect also means humility, right? A man bent over. So only the humble can enter into this through this door into the supernatural, into the other realm of understanding God. And we will see why only the humble can receive that can enter into the new dimension, into this dimension or realm. Okay. it's a doorway leading to another place. The dialect. So Jesus can be the is the dialect and we also can be dialect. You can see as I remember I said two two aspects. A doorway leading to another place or to another dimension or realm. So You have God's word, right? Jesus said, I am the door. No one can enter in except through me into the pastures of God, right? The green pastures. Okay, so it's leading, it's a door taking you from the uh, realm of sin or uh, sickness, physical realm, where all you see is things that will fade away, right? Into the eternal realm, to the realm where God is. To that dimension, where God create through words, you can enter that realm as He is. Then so are we. If you don't enter that realm, this words has no meaning. Okay. So remember, when you see Dalet or that word, that letter in, in other words, in other Hebrew words or what, then it means beginning. Is this, this door to the other realm? So we want to enter the other realm. And all of you already have gone through if you have received Jesus. It's only understanding more what that realm is. That's why we are doing developing the hidden man of the heart because God only brings revelation to our spirit, not to our mind. Also means, okay, remember the other meaning? is poor or humble person in hebrew is called dal. d-a-l all right that word dal means poor or humble in, in a humble person so it's not the poor as in no money poor all right the poor in spirit right and we have a poor mindset a poor spirit we think that we are not good enough we are always always not enough one that is very poor poor in spirit always uh, you know, feeling unworthy—that is a poor in spirit, right? How do we know that? Because God's word tell us that in Christ you are no more poor. In Christ you are worthy. Okay, in Christ you are accepted. In Christ, so there are many in Christ. That what God has, Jesus has done for us. So the poor, the word dalet, the door. Also, that's why it says he has the meaning of a poor, hum, a humble person because the Hebrew uh, word del means poor or humble person. So in James 4, 5, therefore it says God is opposed to the proud and haughty but continually gives the gift of grace to the humble who turn away from their self-righteousness. So this is about God does not live with the proud, right? That's why when he came, Jesus came, the only people he don't want to go to their house is the Pharisees. One. <laughs> he went to Zacchaeus. <laughs> Trying to stay in Zacchaeus' house. But the Pharisees are what? They are known, they are the religious teachers. They are known for their self-righteousness. That means what they do they are You know, they, they do this, they do that for God. They follow the law to the dot. But they have no understanding of God, no relationship with God, no compassion, no humility. So they're always called proud and arrogant, right? So, God, Jesus, don't, don't stay in a person who's proud and arrogant, alright? Or maybe born again, but there's no revelation to a proud person. Because in order to enter in through the door, we need humility, alright? So, for thus, Psalms 9, verse 19, for thus uh, says the high and lofty one, think it's, it's not Samson, I must have given the, the wrong verse. This is in, I think, Isaiah. Never mind, I gave probably the wrong verse, the wrong text, where it says that I will dwell in the high and holy place with him who has a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. So God dwells with the humble spirit. With the contract, remember uh, where our name come from the hidden man of the heart. All right, in the uh, second, first Peter 3 or second Peter 1 3 says that about the let the beauty, our beauty, be the hidden, uh, be that of the hidden man of the heart, which is meek and lowly, right? Humble, all right, meek means humble, and the, all the people in the old testament and new you can see how humble they are moses all right and we will learn a little bit more about this okay matthew 5 3 the entry into spirituality blessed are the poor which is okay i think uh, this one is the verse it's not supposed to be at the top okay <laughs> Hannah. okay you just follow my uh, sequence okay the top one is just a sentence the verse is below one, all right? The verse is Matthew 5.3 is blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of God. That is Matthew 5.3, all right? The top is just a, a commentary. The entry into the spiritual spirituality of relationship with God is a deep sense of humbleness, all right? Because that's what Jesus said, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That's in Matthew 5.3. Okay, so to have remember the different realm, right? The two dimensions. So there's the earth and heaven, the kingdom, the physical realm and the spiritual heavenly realm. So who can heaven belong to? All right, this realm to the humble, right? To the poor in spirit. The humble owns. this realm, but not the proud. All right. So, in order to have to enter into that relationship of revelation, it's through a very deep sense of humble humbleness, and humbleness is not just about looking, you know, feeling low. It's not feeling low. Wrong uh, interpretation, you know, or Un, uh, unworthy or miserable, cannot laugh, cannot smile. Then we think that is humble. All right, we walk also like you know, bent. Okay, not like that. Humility gives us the power for interdimensional travel. Okay, that's why we can. From the verse, Jesus said we can easier receive the revelation of God in the spirit realm. You know why? Partly because the pride or prop people always say, I know everything already. (laughs) So, how can we know everything? There is so much about God we don't even know. And where is it revealed? In the word. And about authority, about submission, about all these things, we have no idea. Right? Until we learn with humble spirit that God, I don't know anything. Show me. I will go on, right? Humility gives us the power. So pride is narrow. This is a commentary. Somebody commented. This are not mine. Pride is narrow. Looks inward. Pride always look at ourselves. Looks at itself and is proud of itself. What I've done, okay? What I've done that is wow, sounds so good, you know. Always look inside one. Humility turns away from itself and look outwards, it looks to God. Therefore, it gives us the warm drive into another dimension. Okay? Understand? You Pride look inside. So every time, the tendency to look inside our achievements or uh, can be even failures, or when we just keep on looking at what we have done or not done, that's actually pride. But when we look outwards, we look always at God. So I God's word very clear. Even if you don't know Hebrew, he always says looking unto Jesus. All the time. It's seeing Jesus in everything. Seeing God's hand in everything. Seeing God's faithfulness in every aspect of our life. Not seeing what we did. Okay, so how? How does God, you know, God will help us? <laughs> because he had to, either we humble ourselves or he humble us because he sees something in you. That's why he, He wants, uh, you know, if we don't have humility, we can't be used by God, right? So, He loves us so much. Sometimes He humbles us. So how He humble us? He allows one of the one area. Okay, not uh, there are so many areas. One area He allows us to fail. In this world, we try not to fail, right? Because if you fail, you feel no face already. People will look down on you, your failure. Okay, but when you are that vessel in God's hand and God see potential in you, He will allow you to fail. All right, because once we become proud of our own self, our own achievements, we are a useless vessel. God cannot use. Okay, failure can become one of the greatest blessings in life. Because it can humble you. Some people become humble out of failure. Some people become bitter out of failure. <laughs> right? So trust God that we don't become bitter. But in his goodness, we, became, we become more humble. So respond to it positively. Don't reject failure. Keep your eyes on God. If you fail, means God has given you a great gift. And that I can speak in my life. I don't say sometimes you'll hear me say, right? I fail. And I don't say it just because to make myself sound humble. I really feel. I really, really feel. <laughs> I really fail. And I as a servant of God, as a in the past, in making decisions. Make, Wrong decisions, terrible, horrible. Be- before that, I was, you know, was very powerful because when God give, gives, He doesn't take back. But somehow something happened and I failed. And for many, many years, I didn't really understand why, you know, that thing happened. Why I was so foolish. But today I understand, it brought me to a place of humility. What I I know of being a person who failed, when people discard you, look down at you and call you brand you as failure in the ministry, failure. But it brought me to understand grace, what really means by grace what it really means that God didn't give up on me or on the person who has failed. And when I came across, as I learned this uh, dialect, I saw this, I uh, heard this, I think, I had to listen to a few. And this particular one, that, this particular teacher of dialect, there are so many, right? And he brought this up. Wow, I, I suddenly realized, thank you, Lord. Failure is a gift. And I remember when I first, uh, uh, when I was in uh, Park College when I started, so 20 something years old, younger than uh, that, uh, Rebecca, and I've never failed exam before in my life. So I, I filled my first uh, paper in ACCA. All the six papers. They do all six together first first time i sit for it except partly also because i food poisoning uh just on the exam day but the thing is i feel and then i realized oh the 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 feeling of failing exam (laughs) is so horrible (laughs) because i always pass in my own effort in my own uh, ability i always do well in uh, exams. But that time, I I, I didn't say anything except to God, thank you for this experience of failure because now I can understand how people feel when they fail, exam. But after that, of course, God turned around everything. So that was my first time I experienced the gift of failure in exam. But that wasn't so bad until the Later one, but today I realized that if not for the gift of failure, I wouldn't be really sitting here in front of you all teaching you about humility. if I have never been humble myself, and then we see God's favor despite my uh, wrong wrong decision in my life or my mistake of failure. God is that good. I can tell you that he is that good. Sometimes in order to use us, because if we, Jesus is the most humble man, right? We learn from Aleph. We learn from Beth, the letter Beth and the letter Aleph. He don't need to come down from heaven to save terrible people like us. We deserve to die because we're all sinners. We reject God. We sin. But he came down. He came down from heaven. He came down. Person who doesn't need to. He is the king. He has millions of angels. He has everything in heaven, but he came down. Because of who? Me, you, who need to be saved. He humbled himself, the Bible says. He humbled himself. Considering his equality with God, nothing to boast of. That's in Philippians. But he humbled himself, became like a human being, like you and me. And he went to the cross as a human being. Can feel pain, can feel hurt, taking upon the form of a man fallen man except that he's without sin this body to go to that cross to die and be punished in my place and your place who is the most humble person jesus christ and therefore and he was used greatly by god he fulfilled his purpose first by humbling that's why is the man bent over the door Jesus is the door. How did he get that title or that privilege to become the door? Because he humbled himself. He humbled himself. And therefore in Philippians, Paul also says, let this mind that was in Christ be in you and me. Humble, humility. All right? It's a precious gift. If you have never failed and you, felt you have finally failed something, Thank God. That means God wants to use you. All right. Come to that place, Lord. You know, a a humble person, or once you have been, or once you have failed, either two reactions, as I said, right? One is bitter with God, or the other is realizing in me lies nothing good. That realization that, hey, whatever I have, the gifts I can teach, I can preach, I can heal the sick, I can, you know, nothing if it is without God, that is humility, a dependency of God, that is what Adam and Eve, they failed at the Garden of Eden, instead of depending on God, they wanted to depend on themselves, that's why they took, disobeyed God, and took the tree, the fruit of the tree of knowledge and, of good and evil. So I want that knowledge for myself. Isn't that what the Satan said to him, to them? If you eat this one, you will be like God. And then you can make decisions yourself. You can, you know, a lot of you, you, you. You have your own knowledge. You're able to know what is right, what's wrong. You don't need to go to God for knowing what is right, what is wrong. See, understand? Uh, Psalms now, Why King David said everything is God. Everything is his word because it's our dependency on him. Aleph, Beth, Kimel, Dale, and so much all the way down. I haven't even learned all of them yet. It's all dependency on him and his word. All turning to God. Turning to God is what? Turning to his word. And now the knowledge and the wisdom is not turning to internet which is something like a tree of knowledge, or any any other knowledge from this world it's turning to the bible turning to god in humility and say lord i know nothing even there i may be you may be phd or whatever degree we hold in this world i know nothing for how many years as a christian i know nothing god every day i know nothing I come to you. I come to your word. Holy Spirit, teach me, show me, guide me, change my heart. Speak to me. Show me who you really are and who I really am. Actually, nothing. And this is what we're going to learn in this Dale in the next eight verses. From humility, you enter into another dimension. So, King David, right, before we go into. The Psalms itself. King David, because Psalms 19, is written by King David, right? King David is the, this is a commentary, epitome of what it is to be humble and be capable of admitting his own fault and repenting. Remember, repenting is not go and wear sackcloth and then mourn and cry, you know. It is a changing of your thinking, All right, Of your mind, All right, To think God's way instead of our way and be capable of admitting his own fault and repenting yet in Psalms that, of course that time he repented in the sackcloth and uh, this one also in the old, old covenant yet in Psalms we are constantly in touch with joy and praise so you see a very uh, very interesting something about humility in King David's life All right, and yet if we it is he made a lot of mistake, right? Or, or rather not say a lot, serious mistake. <laughs> what serious mistake did he do? Or failure. As a king, it was a terrible example. He killed, right? He murdered uh, who is that? Bathsheba's husband, because he wanted Bathsheba. All right, or he lasted after her. And then he committed adultery, another of those big sins. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not co- commit adultery. So King David committed these two big sins, and yet, yet he, in look into Psalms, is full of praises to God, and is full of humility. As earlier, I said. Almost every verse in the Psalms 119 talks about him depending on God's word, depending on God, getting instruction from God, getting knowledge from God, getting wisdom from God. Everything is God. He's taking of the tree of life. His name, and then when he does that, realizing that he is at fault. Yes, he has failures as a man, right? He can fall, but willing to admit it as humility and then repenting. How do you repent? You begin to see the way God sees by rejoicing because God has forgiven him and that he was living under grace. So beautiful. He lived and he praised God, right? When we uh, when Elijah uh uh, uh welcome you all right, a lot of the, the the great or your worship God, right? A lot of all those phrases of worship, expressions of worship come from Psalms also. How great our God is Come into his courts with thanksgiving and praise. It's coming from a man who has failed terribly and sinned terribly. But God restored him and he began to think the way God thinks. His name. In uh, Hebrew, it is called God's beloved. All right. David means my beloved. All right. So, but in the Hebrew letters of his name, it's just three letters Dalet. So, uh, read from right to left huh? Dalet, Vav, and Dalet. Okay. Dalet, Vav, the, the, the letter we are learning, is the, is the, the name of uh, David, the letters that form David. So you have Dalet two times. The door. And Vav in between. All right. Vav means what? A picture of a nail. Something that, you know. And also number six. The numerical value is six. Dalet is four. Six is the number of. Number of. Number of. Man, Yes. Good. <laughs> Six is the number of men. Okay? So the frailty of men. All right? So I believe this one is not from the commentary or what. I just asked and pray. I'd say that in him, in David, Jesus, you know, became his door into the realm of the, the spiritual realm, the wonderful realm of God that God called him his beloved, but he's still man, all right, and he still failed. In his failure, he became humble, and then he entered back into the realm, the door, through the door of humility into the realm after the other dimension where he saw God's forgiveness, where he saw joy, you know, praises, God doesn't want him to dwell in his failure. But God showed him that God is able and has the power to bring him up from his humanity into his divine nature, expressing who God is and still can rejoice. Right? Most people fail they will either condemn themselves or bitter for the rest of their life. But when you are in God, we take you to the other dimension. It's just humbling us and bringing us to realize how great He is, and to continue to serve Him and praise Him, knowing that nothing good lies in us, only in Him. He is good, and also here in His name, who is God's beloved, Jesus, is also represent Christ, right? Because at the Mount of Transfiguration, God said, "What this is my beloved Son, for Jesus, in whom I'm well pleased." And Jesus always called himself the son of man, many times, the son of man. He identified with man, the weakness of man, right? And therefore, God humbled himself, therefore, God exalted him, isn't it? Yeah, Jesus Christ humbled himself, became a son of man, and God highly exalted him. So what a beautiful meaning in this dialect in Hebrews, uh, in uh, King David's name. And therefore, that's why he got the God gave in uh, King David the revelation of the 22 alphabets, all about God, all about God. All right? Humility is happiness because the humble is able to enter the lowly door into the realm of the spirit. Yeah, I changed a bit here and there from the commentator. Okay, so it is the, the only happiness is when we see God, <laughs> when we hear him, when we know him, because he only gives us good news, <laughs> right? The world may seemingly, seemingly give you some good news, but at the end, it will still be bad because the devil or the thief come to, Kill, steal, and destroy. And sometimes it looks like good news. Oh, you strike 40 already. <laughs> good news. You got how many million? <laughs> all right. Or oh, whatever. But it's still not happy because after you get all the money, you begin to worry. <laughs> well, what to do with this money? Huh? You know. And then you put more uh, grills onto your door. All right. Fear of kidnapping and so forth. When God blesses us, we know the, the source doesn't stop. The world source, you may have some good luck, so-called, for a while, and you come into you know a lot of money or whatever, but there is still the fear. That's why Proverbs says what the blessing of the Lord brings no sorrow. There is no fear. Why? Because when you are blessed. You know who is the one who bless you. He continue to bless you as long as we continue following his word. Okay? And therefore we can give, we can spend, we can give to the poor, we can give our tithes, of offerings without fear. Because we know who is the one giving us. It's not the world. It's our God. And he is faithful. He will continue to give you. He'll continue to bless you. Blessing of the Lord for the children of God comes without fear without stress David said so therefore we enter into that realm which is totally different from the uh, physical realm physical realm is I give then no more spiritual realm is I give and then God take care of my life forever David said I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever King David that's your Psalms 23, right? At the end, of verse, verse 6, when he said, the Lord is my shepherd. See, in his humility, he understood the revelation of Jesus as his shepherd. Or Lord means Yahweh, right? The, the all-sufficient one, right? I taught you, right? Yahweh means the self-existing one. He don't need us. We need him. And this self-existing God is your God. Selling is your shepherd. He will take care of you. He will lead you. He will guide you to what green pastures. There will always be food, spiritual, physical. Yeah, still waters. Ah, what means what? No stress. You can always rest, right? Like Elijah can sleep. <laughs> Peacefully, still waters. <laughs> okay, in him that that uh, peacefulness. When you know that he's taking care. even my door i left the key outside i can still sleep 24 hours i didn't sleep 24 hours (laughs) but my key was left outside my door for 24 hours and i is still at peace okay because he take care of me he put angels already in my house and i learned that a long long time ago right from where from his word some of you are getting now through the devotions on Wednesday, right to dig into the word as a devotion, right? And understanding he's your personal bodyguard. Yeah, it is your bodyguard, right? Personal one. You know how much you have to pay for bodyguards in this world? Only the celebrities, those who earn a lot, can, uh, their CEO, right? Yeah, can afford bodyguards. And even then, if some, the, a bad person wants to shoot the bodyguard, also, <laughs> no use sometimes, right? Then you see all the president, they die, right? But they have bodyguard, right? President, I don't know who. <laughs> In Asia, Who are the presidents that got killed? They, I'm sure they got bodyguard, but they still got shot. But we have the spiritual bodyguard, those angels that men cannot see, but they stand at your door, they dare not enter. <laughs> okay, right? They dare not because there is a spiritual being there. There's an angel there protecting you or protecting your house or whatever, right? When we learn from his word. And therefore, David has this confidence at the end of Psalm 23 to say in his humility, dependence on God and God alone. That's what it means by God and God alone. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He knows where is his dwelling place. He knows where is he grounded and deeply rooted in God, in God's love, in God's word. That's truly happiness. That's true happiness, right? Not having to worry that somebody will rob you or your safe deposit box will disappear, your gold, your silver. Don't have to worry all that. Hey, King David is very rich. Huh? <laughs> you don't think he, he got no money, he got nothing on. He's super rich. Okay, And you will see here, his, god blessed him he's very rich and he with all his riches he wanted to he prepared all his gold his silver precious stones and everything in his time he wanted to build god a temple he gathered all his riches because in his heart he knew how great god is how good god is remember when god forgave him of his sin and then he brought back the tabernacle and he rejoiced when the he wanted the presence of God so much to live among them. He knew the heart of God is that God wants to dwell with man. And therefore, he thought that, you know, he would love to build a place where God can dwell. Because that time, God cannot dwell in the heart yet. Jesus haven't died. So the numeric uh, here is another aspect of Dalet. Dalet, all right, which is the numeric value of Dalet is four. It's a number of earth. Okay, if so you have four seasons, you know, and all, a lot of things, four that belongs to this earth. The four elements, uh, water, air, all this. Okay, so this is four. So another, there's another meaning in the numeric value. So God also, in one aspect, has four dwelling places on this earth. See, that different dimension, right? God is belong to the heavenly realm, but he wants to live on this earth. So there are four dwelling places of God on this earth. Tabernacle, all right. So in the wilderness, we saw the children of Israel, they had a tabernacle. It was glorious, right? You have the outer court, the inner court, and then the Holy of Holies where his presence came down, where no one can go in at that time. So glorious within, but look at the outside. So it's very glorious because after the whole thing was built, the presence of God, God himself, came down and dwelt there. But outside, this tabernacle is what? Animal skin, right? Ah, uh, Elijah, good to confirm. He got sometimes his head knowledge also very useful. <laughs> okay. So it's not bad, right? As long as God turned it to revelation. Yeah. So this is uh where, where are we hitting this dale, Okay. The, the places that God dwell, glorious, but always outside is earth. Is wanting to tell us that what is glorious is inside not your outside not the outside the things that the, you know the, the, the thing that you can see the physical is the inside the spiritual that is glorious okay temple in Jerusalem so the next one was the temple that King David built or rather Solomon built his son he was the one who just gathered everything the resources for his son but if you understand this properly, God only agreed to take up residence there in the temple because of his beloved David. Because David's heart was, God, you are so great. You know, he really saw the greatness of God. And then he said, I want to build a house for you. Right? And because of David's heart, that's why God called him a man after God's heart. He really wants God's presence and he wants God to dwell. God agreed, <laughs> so, sort of agreed like that, to have this temple built. Okay, so, but you remember, Jesus came and then he said, this temple will be destroyed. It was his body, he was referring to his body. Okay, so a grand uh, building was not God's choice. God was never looking at buildings and all that. Why? You know, from God's word, he wanted to live inside man. Yeah, or fellowship with man, Adam and Eve. And then after that, because of the fall, that was only uh, the tabernacle, the uh, temple was only to, a shadow of what? At the end, after Jesus died for us, we all, He God now can dwell in our bodies, in our hearts. He didn't ever want to dwell in a body, in a temple. So that's why you had the COVID, right? <laughs> and eventually Jesus coming. No matter how big and beautiful the temple, the building, to, supposed to house God is, in two years, okay, the building was empty. Where does God live? In the hearts. And then you see some people never, after no church, to, no building to go to, they also don't know where to find God already. <laughs> you don't have the revelation that God lives inside you and seeking God from the word no no, no physical no building to go to that means no teacher no pastor they are lost I never read Bible before Okay, so where do we find God he lives inside our heart and in his word so whether God building no building Jesus is coming anyway, right? God is so real, real from his word. We can get more revelation and understanding. Of course, thank you. Thank God for Zoom, huh? Oh, and then the last, the third one is the Lord Jesus Himself, right? Because God dwells in His Son, right? Jesus is the Word of God made flesh. The all glorious within yet outwardly unremarkable, and apparently nothing we would desire. See, this is how the Bible describes Jesus. Isaiah 53, 2. He grew up before him like a tender shoot. This is talking about Jesus. And like a root out of the ground. So normally we only quote Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, right? By his stripes we are <laughs> Look at the whole Isaiah 53, and your heart will see Jesus. He grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty, no majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that we would desire him. No wonder in the Bible, do describe Jesus' handsomeness or, you know, how he looked like. This is his appearance. Okay, I'm not saying he's not handsome, but there is nothing in his physical that would Attract anyone. That's how his God see him and make him, or Jesus came down. See how humble he is. We don't need to look great to man. He doesn't need to look great. Although one day God will exalt him, right? Because his humility, he came like that. He died like that. The second coming, going, not going to be like that anymore. It will be super glorious, right? That he will come as king of kings, coming from the clouds. There's no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance, appearance, that we should desire him. And yet there was something inside him so glorious that the children went to him. The people in need, the sinners, would go and listen to him. But outwardly, nothing. But his character, his new, his nature. I think, Selvin, you understand, right? Today, what people look at is not just outer beauty. A real person would know what is really beauty. It's the character. That's why when really godly men, they seek for a wife, right? They look for the beauty in the heart. So we develop the hidden man of the heart, the character as well, not just the, the power, Right? The church, the third one, four dwelling places of God, right? Dale 4, number 4. The Christians today, with the tares and the wheat growing together, that means Jesus said that in the last days or throughout the church age, the Lord will allow the tares and the weeds to grow together. That means they will be the real genuine Christian, those truly born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, really uh, with the character of God of Jesus, and then there will be tests. That means they're not real one. Okay? Call themselves, call by name only, but don't have the character of Christ. All right. And they will be growing together. God will allow. So but so the, the world will see not that glorious, but there will be the day when Jesus come. Alright. In the Song of Solomon, it says. Oh, my love, you're as beautiful as Terza, lovely as Jerusalem, awesome as an army of banners. See, in the Song of Solomon, okay, Elijah, that's where <laughs> Jesus and the church, okay, talking about Jesus and the church. The church, his beloved, will be, at that wonderful day, will be, it's supposed to be like an army with banners, beautiful banners displaying the glory of God. So now, here and there, the true believers will rise up in humility, all right, where people will be attracted to Christ dwelling in them, the character of Christ, the, the love of Jesus, the, the humility of Christ that transformed these just normal men, all right, these uh, uh, weak bodies into glorious. There's the inner, the hidden beauty of the heart coming up. His church will be glorious. All right? That is the people. They will look at you, whether in your family, in your home, or in a gathering together, that you are different. You shine as lights. You have something that they want, that they don't have. The nature of God, the love of God, the humility of Jesus. The true, true glory is hidden. and You can easily not recognize Jesus. This is a, uh, some, uh, the person who commented. You can easily not recognize Jesus when he passed by. See, not everyone recognized Jesus, right? When he was on earth, he wasn't so, uh, you know, announcing his, his coming. Also, he came riding on a donkey. In, as they entered Jerusalem. Today, all the big shots, right, when they come, they need a lot of bodyguards. <laughs> Jesus didn't have bodyguards. His angels, unseen to the, the world, were his bodyguards. They cannot touch him until his time has come. That is the time for him to go to the cross. No one can kill him or harm him. Same for the believers, right? And the, those who were arrogant and all that never recognized Jesus. And a lot of people also didn't know Jesus was passing by. Only those few, right? The woman who had the uh, twelve years—what uh, do you call that? Uh, issue of blood. Yeah. She pressed through the crowd. There were, you know, there can be people who, who ha, ha, you know, they want, but the one who really saw Jesus is heard who he is, how wonderful he is, that he was, he will. If only I could touch the hem of his garment, I would be healed. Those who saw his divinity, his love for someone who's suffering 12 years, lost all her money paying for the doctors and all that, and still couldn't get healed and being considered an outcast in that society. And they heard about Jesus love for humanity, Jesus who can heal her. You know, there are many people who can heal also. But no, not many like Jesus' heart. And she reached out and Jesus heard him in the midst of the crowd that I want to touch Jesus. When we are walking through, people want to touch us. We only represent Christ. There's nothing in us to touch. There's no power in us. But inside is Christ that loved them. Christ who saved them. Christ who died for them. Christ who healed them. Hiddenness of God in Jesus and in this world, it's essential as opportunity for us to develop our faith. We gain the reward of believing in him even we can't see him. So there's another aspect. Why God hides his glory, all right? That means he didn't appear physically to everyone. After Jesus uh, came to earth 2,000 years ago, today we all live by faith, right? He didn't appear to you most of us don't have that appearing i've never seen jesus christ physically or in a vision of what okay but that means the hidden glory of god gives us the opportunity to walk by faith and it is what he rewards you is your walk of faith in heaven that crown that is given to you, the crown of righteousness, the crown of glory, so many different types of crown, is because you walk by faith. Right? You obeyed God's word. You served him. You loved by faith. Believing that God exists and is a rewarder of those who seek him, of those who come and learn his word, sit in his presence and learn his word and worship him and thank him and serve him. And then we have this reward, because Jesus said, blessed are those who did not see. When Thomas only would believe after the resurrection, that Jesus really rose on the dead by seeing him, and Jesus appeared to him for his sake. Appeared to him so that he can believe, because he wanted to see. And then Jesus said what? Because you have, believed, you have seen, you have believed. But blessed are those, hey, you and me, okay, rejoice, (laughs) who have not seen and yet have believed. So it's a faith that we will be rewarded believing in God, in his word, in his instructions, in his law, in his manual, in his statutes, and obeying without having to see. But you know deep in your spirit, he is real. And that, you will be rewarded. Oh, I just started only, is it? Okay, Dalit. So with that little bit of uh, explanation of Dalit, when we read the eight verses on Dalit, you will be able to understand easier. Okay, Dalit, my earthly life clings, uh, Psalms 119 verse 25, my earthly life clings to the dust. See, Dalit number four, right? It talks about, the life, this earth, okay. Our life on this earth is like dust. We were made from dust. No value, right? Ashes, dust. Revive and refresh me according to your word. What's Dale? The humility, realizing that we were made from dust, from this earth, so that we don't become big headed. Okay, there's nothing inside. We are just this body that God saw. That you are beautiful inside and chose to live inside you and me. And he says what? What did uh, King David say? Revive me according to your word. I am nothing. I'm just like dust from this earth. But how can I be revived and become beautiful and glorious? From your word, from Jesus, from God. See, again, the dependency on God to revive him. Today, we can be revived from where a lot of motivation, love, from wealth, from, you know, from the world. But David saw himself as nothing from the earth. And the only thing we can have life and happiness and revival comes from him, from God, from his word, when we receive the revelation from his word. Lord, I'm fading away, I'm discouraged, I'm lying in the dust. Revive me by your word, just like you promised you would. Look at this. When we are discouraged, where do we go to? Or in the past, or before today you hear this message. We will go to... (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to sleep, (laughs) or we go to someone who can encourage you, right? We go to your husband, to your wife, to uh your teacher, to counselor outside, okay, before you knew how to go to his word. So, what David is saying, God is so many aspects. He is the one who can encourage you by his word. We get encouragement through his. Word. So why a, a pastor encourages you? Because the pastor speaks his word. What actually encourages you is the word, the word of God. That's what Dale means. I and every Hebrew letter means man in is nothing. Dalai, especially Dale. I am from this earth. And to get encouragement, I go to him. I go to his word. So you see why so many people always live discouraged? They never go open the Bible. (laughs) Okay? When you start opening the Bible, you may have gone through or whatever you go through, scary, discouraged, whatever, to all the news of this world. You go to God's word, you get encouraged. You get revived. That's how I can survive or try in my life i go to his word his word i put inside my heart Like david said each time there's a bad news i remember his word his word encouraged me to go on that he's not given up on me so it's not the word of someone if you have his word inside you you will be revived and encouraged what else I poured out my life before you. You have always been there for me. So now I ask, teach me more of your, uh, the, your holy decrees. See, David, King David, just now we, we, we understand a little bit more about him, right? He always, 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 always want to learn God's word. He says, my life is before you. I'm nothing, okay? My whole life is before God. And he knows that God has been there. Jehovah, Sha, Sha, Shammah, I think. God is there. And then he still asks what? He's like the one who wrote Psalms already. And then he said, I teach me more of your decrees. Same like Paul. The, the humble people are those who keep saying to God, really, teach me, Lord. Show me your word. Help me. I don't know. I don't know, Lord. I really don't know a lot of things. I told you in my life, I, 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 God has given me the gift of prophecy from very young. But after I go through all my failures, mistakes, plus ministry, of course, and then failures, everything, I came to the place of really humility or humble by God. I said, God, I think I, years ago, I think I don't know how to hear from you, Lord. I think I really don't know you at all. Uh. <laughs> I think I really need to learn all over again. <laughs> you know? Can I really hear you? I'm not sure anymore. God brought me back to a place of humility where I come back to God for everything again, to his word, and let him teach me again. And that's where David said, teach me more. Sometimes the more we learn, what will happen in our spirit is the more we have the knowledge of God as we learn the Bible, insight will come to this acknowledgement of, Lord, I think I really don't know you. Because how can we understand God? Just read Job, right? Job got so many chapters. He thinks he knows a lot. And then he got his advisors who also think they know a lot about God at the end god tells him hey you know nuts (laughs) and he came to bow down and he said yeah god i don't know anything you are god you created everything because god said "Where where were you when i created this earth where were you when i created the heavens and everything and he finally had to humble himself and that's when he entered the other realm and god blessed him into the abundance of christ and god blessed his end of his years when he humbled more than his beginning, it was a gift, right? The testing was a gift of God, because he experienced wonderful blessings at the end of his life. Towards the end, so teach me. We going to the Word again and say, Holy Spirit, teach me. Open my eyes. Teach me more of your holy degrees He probably know the Torah more than anyone. Just like Paul, Paul said, "I haven't attained yet." Read Philippians three, right? Says of the law, I know everything, I'm blameless, and yet I have not got it all. But I'm still pressing forward to know you, Lord, to know that I may, Philippians 3 10, that I may know him, the power of his resurrection, the suffering, his suffering, that I may be made the fellowship of his suffering, that I may be made conformable to his death, to identify although we will never be able to die. He don't require us to, to have physical death, but yes, die to self, yes. All right, to, be, to have fellowship with that death to self, to our choice, our own will, that is a death that we need to die daily. Paul says, I die daily. I die daily to my flesh, to my pride, to my self desires. Make me understand the way of your precept. See, just now I pointed out to you, right? <laughs> Those of you who were early in the beginning. From the beginning of Psalms 9, we're learning Aleph, at Gemel, and then Daleh. He's still talking about the word. Still asking God to teach him from his word. Make me understand. He still wants understanding of what? The precept. Understanding the ways of God, take eternity, I think, to understand God so that I will meditate. Focus my thoughts on your wonderful works. Hasn't this sound familiar? In the earlier verses, also God, right? Aleph, Beth, Gemel, also got meditation, right? Is it saying the same thing all the time? Yes, in every aspect of our life, it is depending on God's wisdom, it is turning to God's word for his wisdom, for his encouragement, for his strength as Allah, as Beth, for his presence. It's still turning to the word to get the revelation, for we cannot just know him by our head. Focus my thoughts on your wonderful words. Open up my understanding to the ways of your wisdom. Because we have been so used and brought up by the world's wisdom 20 years, 40, 50 years of our life. It's all crammed up with the world's wisdom. How much more do we need to go into God's word for his wisdom? Dalek dalek is the door to the supernatural, or rather the spiritual realm. God's realm. God's realm got what? Encouragement, God's word, but wisdom, wisdom that we don't have if we don't go into God's word and ask Holy Spirit to teach us and to give us revelation. We only have knowledge. We need His wisdom. We need. Oh God, that, that what David said, "Open my eyes, open my eyes," and it's all through the letters. It's about opening our spiritual eyes. Dale, go into. The Gimel chasing after the dale, right? It's like a man running and walking, right? So in your walk and journey in life, what do you chase after? Chase after God's wisdom. Chase after God. God's ways, not our ways. Okay, God's ways. I'm going to chase the Gimel Is a man. When it comes to relating to you as Gimel, all right? Remember, it's always two sides. One is Jesus chasing after us. Another one is we. So the g- gimel is before Dalet, right? One letter before. They're all interrelated. So the, 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 the gimel is a man walking. The next letter that comes after it is Dalet, and Dalet is the door. So we chase after Jesus. Not we don't chase after wealth, right? And then wealth chase after us. That is the wisdom when we find in the word that God says, do not Go chase after the well. If we don't have the word, we don't know what we are chasing. We will be just chasing, everybody chasing the well. Right? But when we go into God's word, and God's word tells us, pursue him. Jesus, our shepherd. Learn from him. Chase after him. And then money, chase after you. Blessings, follow you. See? Where do we get that wisdom from? From his word. Okay? From now understanding even more through the letters of Kimel and Dalit, so that I can meditate, so that I can focus, because too long, we have been meditating and focusing on the thoughts of our words, how great we are, what we can do, what we can achieve, and the world's wisdom. All right, today, then, now Dalit, I want to, I want to focus my thoughts on God's would open my understanding and ways of wisdom I'll meditate deeply on your splendor and your wonders right when we see someone achieve wow we are so, wow, this guy is so smart so clever he got PhD, he got this trophy he got that and we are in awe of the person who achieved great wealth or great uh, what, else, what else to put in, what other words in this world uh, great fame <laughs> right and you we say, "Wow, well, yeah, we clap to the great man. What did David say in Dalai? Let me meditate and focus on God's greatness. Yeah, so like uh, you all, you saw God healing people. Focus on that, God's greatness, his power to heal, his power to save, to deliver. And that is true greatness. His forgiveness of sin, that is greatness. What Christ did, there's nothing to applaud. I'm not saying you don't clap if your daughter got a prize. <laughs> okay? But there's nothing to boast about. There's nothing compared to focusing and meditating on God's greatness in his works, in his wonders, in his miracles. This is what eventually we will live in heaven and praise him for. My soul dissolves because of grief. Renew and strengthen me according. Again, it's like repeating. If I didn't bring it out to you, you probably find it very boring because everything is your word, your word. But this is an aspect of what now? So encouragement, go, you're discouraged like the dust from this earth because we are nobody. Humble ourselves. That's why if we don't humble ourselves, we cannot get into the wisdom of God. And the wonders of God, right? So he says, when you are discouraged, what did David say? He's always, you know, he was always put in a place of discouragement, yeah, because the the people around him, all the, you know, the you heard of the story of David and his and his uh, how many men uh, of the cave, right? They were running away from Absalom, they were chased by Paul Saul, right? Which greater discouragement is there? If you haven't gone through, you won't know what is that, right? But maybe we go through a bit, 5%, 10% being chased by alok <laughs> They never go through, right? Mm. Okay, so where do we turn to in those times? To friends? Have you had friends? And then at the time when you are, this one, the friends don't know go where did. I think they migrated. <laughs> right when you have problem and then suddenly there's no more friend already these are parts of life right but it humble us we turn to god because sometimes we always turn to human being until the lord let allow he didn't put it you know make it uh, purposely do to you but he allowed to develop humility in us that we will turn to god finally open the bible (laughs) <laughs> if you are a Christian, right? You're not, huh? You're still happy, happy in this world. You got you got food to eat, you got everything. Never felt the need of God. Only when you have got problem, then you start praying. See? In a way, in that those places is the place that we learn that we need God. And yet God never said, Go away. He said, Come, I've been waiting for you all these years to come to me. Jesus said, Come to me come to me right jesus didn't say go here go there come to me especially psalms the one says what don't sit in the council of the ungodly those who don't know god don't know the way of god my life strength renew me according to what the promises of your word how do you get strengthened from the promises that's why i ask you to meditate the word is for your own <laughs> benefit <laughs> okay to That you will be strengthened in times of testing in times of trials because in this world we will have tribulation we will go through some problem if not our own problem somebody's problem but will you be that encourager to them by giving them god's word or something that we learn you know we think that uh, okay it's okay it's okay Uh, is that enough to encourage someone no only god's word can strengthen his promises for yourself and for others my life strength melts away with grief and sadness come strengthen me again king david says this strengthen me and encourage me with your words okay his word is the one that can strengthen us and encourage us when we realize we are nothing we are from dust number four earth because if we know we are something, we won't go to him. We go to our books, <laughs> our philosophy or the world philosophy of how to meditate and become strong, how to build your mind. You no, know, David said, I go to God. God knows how to strengthen me through his word and encourage me through his word. That's why I meditate on his word day and night. His word, not man's word, not your boss's word, not whoever up there would his word is the one that will bring you strength and courage Aleph is the ox then God's strength will become your strength who is stronger than God no one on this earth when you are sad when you are in grief, where do we turn to to the banker (laughs) no to God all right to His Word, that is dale. You, when we are, there were all this uh, discouragement, uh, uh, what what they call it? grief and all that, are from the physical realm, right? From the physical realm, right? Something happened in the physical, that's why we feel discouraged, we feel down. We need to enter the door to the spiritual realm. That's dale. So if we go back into find the answers or try to find answers in the natural realm, we didn't go through the door. Christ, the word. The word, Jesus is the word. The word is the door. Jesus is the door. The word is the door into the spiritual realm where you can get your spiritual strength to overcome the natural problems in life. Natural discouragement, natural grief. Understand? Keep me from deceitful ways. Be gracious to me. See, another verse. Every verse talks about going to his word. Teach me your law. If you don't see this, you will skim through Psalms 119 and you feel, yeah, I think David very chong here. Every, every verse talking about the word of God. And you see nothing. right? That's why in the past we don't see much. Because it seems like everything is law. Everything is word. every, every sentence he said is about going to God because he realized, and only the humble who realized that we have nothing, we are really, you know, not that great. We need God's wisdom and comes from his word. Teach me, your law. Know, how come he keeping, keep repeating in Dalai, in Gimel also got, in uh, Beth also got, but different aspects. All come to the word. Be gracious to me. Teach me, O Lord. Keep telling God, teach me. From where? Your ways, your word, your statutes, your ordinances. Teach me. Keep me far away from what is false. Because why? The word is true. A lot of things in the world, the knowledge that we gain, the wisdom, is not true. Ah, Because Jesus is the way, the truth and the lie. Remember? Yeah. So we have man's wisdom, but God's wisdom, God's way is the truth. We have been so tricked, right, Who, uh, with that Eve, 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 Eve not Evelyn, <laughs> Eve, again in the Bible, was deceived because she couldn't differentiate between truth and lie. She was in the center, half truth, half lie. And how do we end up in that state? How does anyone end up in that state of being easily deceived? Because they just don't know the truth. And the truth can only be found in God's word. Keep me away from what is false. Give me grace to stay true to your laws. We need God's grace, right? I have chosen the way of faithfulness. I've set my heart on your laws again. If you don't understand uh, these alphabets, we will probably say Psalms 119 is just, uh, it's just, uh, no need to read all, just read one will do because he just said, uh, teach me your laws. But there's so many things hidden inside every verse here, all the Hebrew letters. Yeah, it's not just one general, okay, one general word, okay, God, I just go to your word. I, yeah, everything, everything, ask me to go to your word. Ah the hidden secrets of God, the power of encouragement, of faith, everything, is when you discover God as Aleph in the letters Beth, Kimel, Dale, and so forth. Next one will be He. And where is all this power and source, spiritual power found in the word? I have chosen to be. till so then he, he did something that, Adam didn't do, right? Or Adam failed to do. King David, he used his free choice to do what? To obey God's word, to obey the truth, and then walk in the splendor light of all that you teach me. So it's not learning God's word, it's not having knowledge. It's obedience to that revelation that you've got. All right, follow that way. No point having a lot of so-called, I know the secret already now, but in every secret is to bring us to walk, to obedience. That's why it's called like a manual instruction, the statutes, right? To walk in this realm, to come up from the natural realm, the physical realm of lies into the truth, the spiritual realm where truth is. And that's where we see God. And that's where we walk with him and we walk in and only the humble person can enter inside here. Teach me. Teach me again. He's always in the place of learning. Always say, teach me, Lord. Teach me. Teach me. I need to learn. Don't allow me to make a mess of my life for I cling to your commands. And follow them as closely as I can. The commandments of God, the word of God can save you from a messy life (laughs) i i I went into a messy life (laughs) okay so go into the word of god that's why i'm here to tell you don't go into a messy life it's wasted life it's horrible life the mess that we create for ourselves sometimes when we make wrong decisions or foolish decisions even we think we know God. So, again, there are so many aspects of this life, right? On earth, Dalai, number four, is about our earthly life. Our earthly life is full of, can be full of sorrow, can be full of grief, can be full of discouragement, can be full of mess. How do we overcome all this? Go to his Word. Yes, his wisdom, how to overcome is it, in his promises, in his word. Follow his instructions. I cling to your commands. Don't be scared of instructions from God. They are for us to get out of our mess. Tithing and offerings to help you get out of the mess of financial problems. Yes, you just need to follow it. Right, we we'll go to God's word. We we'll follow as closely as we can. See, God wants to get us out of the mess of life. I will run after you with delight in my heart, for you will make me obedient to your instructions. He is also speaking about grace. You know, I'm Sorry. Right, our delight. Run after him, run after God, run after His word. See again His word, His instructions. This is another version. If you look at it in the New King James or Old King James, it's all word, 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 law, law, law. It's referring to God's statutes, God's instructions, and then His instruction is is uh, David's delight. That's why he says, "My my my." Uh, Jesus said, "What? My burden is light." My yoke is easy. Instruction is direction. The yoke is the one that put the two oxen together so that they can go forward, right? And you think that's heavy. But in Christ, it's it's not heavy anymore. To obey God is no more heavy when we understand what he has done for us. And he is the one. Jesus is the one who helped us to be obedient. Philippians uh, 2.13, right? Work out your salvation with fear and trembling because it is I who work in you. It is God who works in you, who gave you right, the desire, the power, the ability to obey him, to do his will. You can read in the Philippines. So it is you, Lauren, who made me obedient to your instructions. Everything, the source is him. Remember Aleph? is our source. is our strength. He is the one who gave us the new heart, the power to obey him, the delight, the joy to want to follow him when we go into his word and receive from him. So, that is the, I think that's the eight verses, right? So, we're going to uh, close this. So, mainly, When you see Dalai, one of the things is think of open doorway to another dimension, which is the spiritual realm, right? And also a humble person. Humble person depending on God. The proud person don't depend on anyone. (laughs) The proud person depend on himself. I am the emperor. I am Hitler. <laughs> okay, I know all things. I am the Pharisee. I'm the lawyer. That's the proud person. I know already. I studied everything. I got degree in, in uh, uh, Bible study. I, oh, that is always I. Remember? The proud person depends on himself. Okay? <clears throat> always look inward. But the humble person depends on God and depends on his word. Follow the teachings, what God said in his word. How do we live our life? Think of the four dwelling places on earth, right? That the glory is inside, is hidden inside us. It's not the outward one because Jesus outside, nobody is outward, nobody really look at him also. Right? The temple is not God's idea. The tabernacle surrounded by animal skin, not attractive at all, but inside is what is attractive. Your spirit man, the hidden man of the heart, develop that from his word. Keep on meditating, feeding on God's word, depending on him. Think of humility of God living in our lives. I think that thought itself should humble us. Why a God, a creator, is staying inside you? Ah? <laughs> Who are you, man? You know, in throughout history or what, you know. Men have always this idea, great men uh, without God have this idea that they want to become God. They want to become God. That's why they want to rule the world. They want the greatness and the power to rule the world, right? The emperors and all that throughout. If you learn history, who well, are all these people? Hitler and all that, they kill. They think they are God. But today, The true God, and what happened? They all have to die. The true God up there says, who do you think you are? Without me, you will die. And that's where they ended. In hell. Without Jesus. But today, Jesus did that humble himself so that he can live inside us and we can be really like God. But not the proud God. The humble one. Because we know we don't deserve him to come and dwell inside us. Yet he chose Elijah, Abigail, Ching-Lan, Pena, Elisha, all of you who are from the dust of this earth, from this earth. And he chose to dwell in us and to manifest his glory in and through us. There's nothing to boast about because if he decides, let's say, not stay with us, come up, can we do anything already? <laughs> there's nothing. There's no more power inside us. That's why Catherine Kuman, uh, Some of you may not know her. She's a very famous evangelist. A lot of miracles, thousands and thousands, get healed without even her touching them. You know, she does one thing that she said. She keep on probably have a little fear there, but the knowledge of it, Holy Spirit. She said, "What well, take not thy spirit from me. And her explanation is, of course, today we don't have to plead that with God because God will never leave us. But he knows that all the miracles were not done by him. It was the Holy Spirit. And he says, without the Holy Spirit, she's just an empty shell. Nothing will happen in those meetings. That's why she just preach and preach and preach, and then wait until the Holy Spirit comes to the presence of God. And he does the healing. She was so humble, humbled by God to know that she cannot do it. No, and she saw those thousands of miracles. She just knew within her she got no power at all. And she kept on using, take not that spirit for me. Because the moment the spirit is not there, she is just an empty vessel. How wonderful is God to us that he would choose us to dwell inside men, fallen men, weak men, and then display his glory to us. It's wonderful, man. Right? Who is a God like our God? Okay, so we have learned Aleph, Beth, Gimel, before Dalet. All right, so one more is hey next, next week, All right. which is, uh, so these are the letters, Sibu letters we have learned so far, and I tell you it's only a maybe 10%, right? Very, very basic with so much more insight. <clears throat> but we will understand more as we go into learning some more words together from these letters so that it's not just uh, knowledge of the letter and we will see the power when these letters are in uh, words, all right like creation last week, I think it's on Sunday right we learned about in the beginning by a all right has, has meaning but it's composed of different letters. okay the power of God is displayed or is uh, manifested through the letters the whole earth was created by letters. so Jesus, it is not a commentary, right Jesus. This is from just these five letters, from what I see. All right, in summary, the Son of God, which is Aleph, all right, God Himself, humbling Himself, leaving His Father's house. See number two, Beth, the letter. Okay, from the house of God, He leave His Father's house in heaven to come down, chase after men. Right, the rich man chasing after the poor man. The seeing the perspective of, from God. So that God can dwell in us and give us eternal, abundant life. Because Gimel is the giver, giving heaven to us, giving all that he possessed to us, okay, who don't deserve anything. Jesus then dalet the door to the, and then as the door to the realm of the kingdom of God, when we humble ourselves, now we go the other direction. Okay, so it's very interesting. Hebrew, you read it from right to left, but the meaning can, Go both ways. Okay, they're all interrelated, the alphabets. So, if we read from now, after receiving what Jesus did, coming down from heaven, I to a Now, we as the Dalet, okay, as a, as a safe one, we go through this door and then we go the other direction, right? We humble ourselves and depend on him, his wisdom. Then we enter into God's realm. We have his presence living in us, right? The ten. And we experience our love, God, his strength, his might, his encouragement, his power, his goodness, his grace, his source, the source as a source in our life, as our provider. See, you know what I mean? Back and forth. Yeah? Okay? This is what the Holy Spirit gave me and, and then we will, we will go through more and more and uh, I think that's oh, yeah <laughs> okay that's cool. I still don't know when to finish <laughs> alright so that's it for today the lead okay next week will be hey so hey is what we is the number five okay we all learn or we hear somewhere right Number five is grace. <laughs> and then that's it. Okay. Grace is in hay, but hay is not grace. You understand? Hay has much, much more than grace, a lot of meaning. And one of the meaning is the numerical value of five, which means grace. So you can see how rich is this alphabet describing or, or revealing to us who our creator is and who we are. So today, what you learn basically. Right? I hope you learn something. <laughs> okay. What can, how can we enter into the realm? God's realm? Better ask some questions. Otherwise, I go on and on and then. Huh? Yes? Huh? Humility. Humility. humble Yes. Good, 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 good. <laughs> okay, I didn't talk one hour and then you all know the answer. Oh, Praise the Lord. So, Humility, right? We are humble, okay? And then we go to, we will be able to enter Jesus, the door, because he is humble. He came from up to down. And now for us to go in, he lifts us up through the humility. We access the kingdom of God, the realm of God, right? Through the door of Jesus Christ to get his revelation, to live the life that honors him and obey his word. And where do we get all the revelation of God for discouragement, for messy life, <laughs> from yeah, God's word, Amen. The Bible, right? So you all want to go deeper into the Bible now. Your own self, <laughs> yes. Okay, that is a humble person. God, I don't know anything yet. But show me, Holy Spirit, through your word, right, and understanding of how He does all that comes from his word. Amen. How about Abigail? Close us in prayer. (laughs) Very simple one. (laughs) Your husband loves (laughs) you. Very simple one, right? Talk from your heart. And bless everyone. And we'll see each one uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow is very interesting. We'll start a new series combining all these words Letters into the names of God's uh, witnesses one by one, so you know why you all have a new name, all right. And what is inside the name of all these heroes or men of God that we also have, right? Because the Holy Spirit is in us, right? So we also have, and then the one who has that name, of course, have more, <laughs> okay. Okay, Abigail. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for today for this uh, teaching on your word. And uh, give us us that wisdom to really to understand you more and more and the humility to, 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 to be in this relationship with you, to experience your word so that we can live in your word.